we're here. Bo Root's in the his house. We're, we're taping this. It's May 4th. It's about 4.15 in the afternoon. You sent me a text with a link to an athletic article uh, from, is it from Mitch Sherman? I'm assuming Mitch, Mitch is, this, yeah. uh, is, is the, the, the mastermind behind this. It is from Mitch Sherman. Uh, and you, th- this struck you so much that you wanted to like drop everything and, and, and get your pod game right with your boy. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited to, to pick your brain with this thing. I think it's important to like frame, uh, kind of the, the story. So I'm going to read a little bit from the story. And, uh, again, we, we really urge everybody to go. So we both are huge Mitch Sherman fans. Um, the athletic is, is, a, a great website. Make sure you go subscribe. Go check it out. I don't want to. I'm not going to read you the entire article, but I'm going to. I want to. I want to frame some of it so you have a, an idea of what we're kind of unpacking here. So I'm just going to read straight from the start of this thing, and then we'll kind of yeah. get into it. Uh, the Athletic charted the success of every Power Five program at producing NFL draft picks classified according to their rankings as recruits or when they joined the college teams from which they were drafted. Three-star U is what the athletic called the project, which programs are you – know, it, it looks at which programs are best at developing draft picks and which ones really, really struggle. Some points to make before I, I kind of get into the raw data of it. So the time frame that they're looking at for, for this exercise is basically from 2012 to 2022, those 10 drafts. Yeah. Okay. That 10 or 11 years, Bo, is the worst. And this isn't like an opinion. You know, th- this is a fact. Yes. This is the worst decade of Nebraska football since Coach Jennings before <laughs> Bob Devaney took the job. So we're, you have to go back 60, over 60 years. I don't know that we have any listeners on this show that were born in that you know like maybe some maybe <laughs> right. some of our our oldest listeners right but like most of our listeners were not born when this was a problem yes so but i mean anytime you when you're going back 60 years for something it's pretty historic so this is the for this sure. is the 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 worst decade since pre-devaney having to go back 60 years seven of the 11 years that they're looking at here, seven of the 11 drafts, seasons, whatever you want to look at it, Nebraska had seven losing seasons in those 11 years. Yeah. They only finished the season ranked in the final AP Top 25 poll twice, and that was 2012-2013. Yep. Those are Bo Pelini back. That was kind of right as the you know the nine win seasons were were coming to an end, and Bo was 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 heading out. So it's just to give you a frame of reference of like, because sometimes you know. It's not, I guess the reason I bring that up is it's not too tough of dots to connect for worst record on the field in college for Nebraska over the course of this 10 or 11 year sample size, also coinciding with major issues and a lack of NFL drafts, right? Like, yeah. Pe- people want to be like, man, just give me, give me Billy Tryhard and Ricky. <laughs> I can do it, coach, and I'll go get it done. Like they just got to have want to, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, <it's- laughs> so uh, what I thought, I think maybe I didn't even like. I just sent you because I was like, God, it just it got me thinking. Yeah, and I don't know, like maybe sometimes a lot of what we do is like I test, no I test. It's kind of gut feeling, and I think like sometimes when you just get like numbers like you get like hard numbers like and you're comparing them to other places it kind of like it kind of puts you it puts it maybe more clear um i i still like go back to the you know dirk dirk had a that great article a couple years ago about like our turnover percentages yeah that were like outliers with the rest of college football like it was bizarre right so I, i found that so helpful with understanding like what is going on with us right because it, it was hard numbers like and this is another thing where it's like you're just looking at the numbers of like what what we've recruited and what the results are and it's kind of good to, it's good to see no doubt i mean you know it's that whole cliche thing of like you know men lie numbers don't lie and, yeah. it, and it's true and numbers can sometimes numbers can't tell the whole story but sometimes they can kind of tell you the the whole story so it's not a coincidence. Yes, yeah, so right? I just I wanted to frame it before we get into it. Like, 
just stop for a second. If you're, you know, Billy try hard and got to have want to and just give me a bunch of dudes that give me a bunch of walk-ons that play for the love of the end. It's like, okay, like. But you got to have that too. You got to have that that. too. Right. But that can't be the only story we tell ourselves. Because you know what? You know what's a fallacy and one of the and one of the things that sometimes takes on a life of its own in a in maybe a detrimental way, we love to tell the story of the nineties. Like it was a bunch of like just bunch of guys that just you know, they they weren't the most talented guys in the world, but man, did they want it. Man, that's couldn't be maybe they we need were to pull up the NFL talented. I'm gonna okay. here's, here, I'm gonna do this right now. Uh and this is they were and I'm talented. Using, I'm going to use ChatGPT to you and your okay. AI. I just told Nick about ChatGPT. He's like, "What the heck is that?" I mean, it was like, "Get it, get that witchcraft <laughs> out of my house." All right, okay. I don't it. play with that stuff. Give me a break. But you, but you like as you're pulling up ChatGPT, GPT. Is that what I think? It's yeah. Um, it we we tend to roam like romance the past of like it was a bunch of just guys that a bunch of walk-ons from Kozad that just bailed hay and milked old Bessie and then they went to Lincoln and they pancaked Oklahoma it's like that's not <laughs> entirely how it was right but yeah, yeah it's there there were there were dudes back in the day okay I mean it's starting to so I I, I tell chat GPT Give Look me the list of all the of the the Nebraska draftees from each each year, and like they start pulling like you know ninety two Will Shields, you know, boom, Mike Rell, you know, uh, third round, you know, seventy fourth overall, fourth round. Yep. Then you get Mickey Joseph, seventh round. I mean, there's like handful of people, second round, ninety three John Perella, ninety four Calvin Jones, third round, Tyron. Yeah. So I mean, Brandon Stye, third round. Yeah, you know, not it's not out of control though. No, but um, there still was. They still had dudes. I mean, yeah. Wait, wait. No, this isn't right. Totally. This is Christian Peter ninety eight. Oh, that's not even right at all. Chat GPT. Chat GPT you're lying to me. Well, here let's 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 get yeah. back on point here. Okay. Uh, so again, wanted to frame things before we get into it. So this is back from the athletic story. Uh, that that's that's really 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 telling on a variety of fronts. Nebraska. In overall draft rate, turned 21 of 230 signees from 2009 to 2019 who ranked as three-star prospects or higher into the NFL draft, into NFL draft selections from 2012 to 2022. That's that time frame. That's 10.3%, which ranks 23rd out of 65 Power 5 teams. Not bad, but... Those are not the revealing figures. These are four. This, this is what you really got to chew on to. Four out of the 65 four-star Nebraska signees were drafted during that 11-year period. That is 6.2%. 46th out of 46 programs that signed 20 or more four-star prospects. So that means out of all power conference teams that signed 20 or more four-star prospects. Nebraska is dead last in draft rate of those players. I mean, it, it, it makes so much sense when you hear it, right? So, like, our three stars, we are 23 out of we're, – we're roughly, like, average. We're yes. average with our three stars. With our four stars, we're dead last. We're the worst. The worst. And I kept – we kept mentioning this on the pod. We kept saying things like – I just feel like the guys that we get who are four stars aren't four stars, right. or we're getting these guys that are all hype, and that the the some other schools aren't as high on or something, and we get all excited about their star rating, and they're not the dudes. And like, I think this shows you that that's probably something that's that's real. Like, we're not getting the cream of the crop four star guys. We're getting sort of like the surface level four star dudes that don't have the real deal like stuff you need um and maybe we can go into like oh we're gonna get into why but is it yeah let, let why, me give you some but... frame of reference though on the 6.2 percent of the four stars turned into draft picks by comparison baylor 37.9 percent 
Miami, 35.2%. LSU, 33%. Ohio State, 32%. Bama, 30%. Like, like that is not just like, yeah, you're within shouting distance. You're not even close. So, I mean, that basically means, if we're just looking at percentages, we're one out of 20. So one out of 20 of our four stars is going to the league. Right. Baylor and Miami, LSU, Ohio State, one out of every three. So you know what I mean? Then obviously, like, you got the percentages. Well, you can recruit this many four stars, that many guys. are. That means you have that many good players where we have one in 20 where it's like, it's like rolling the dice. You don't yeah. think, you really don't know. So that's where I'm like, Man, that is a that is a scary bad number for our four. Like that is a telling because it's less than our three star number. Yes, and it's <laughs> you know it's it, like it is you know and 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 they even pointed out that Trey Palmer was the fifth four star signed since 2012. So like Trey Palmer just this last year added to that. Yeah, and so it, it's it's even worse without. Yeah, Palmer coming into and, the into and granted the, into we have way more three stars than we will have four stars, but it doesn't matter. It's like your attrition rate for those four, like it, it's just terrible. It's a bad. That's just such a bad metric. Yes, uh, when you start looking at it, comparing it to these other teams like Baylor, like you know Miami, who you know LSU and Ohio State right now have the one up on us just in terms of like their recruiting base and their their last call like five to ten year history. Mm-hmm. They have an advantage on us. Miami and Baylor really shouldn't have a big advantage on us, like in terms of these percentages. So it's like, whew. it well, and, okay. Last couple of things before we kind of get our thoughts on it. This is still from the from the story. Six times in the past seven NFL drafts, Nebraska they were shut out of the first four rounds. Another telling, another telling tale. Like. Six times in the past seven drafts, they did not have a first, not a first rounder, first four rounds. Yeah. And this, and this, and, is and where... so it, again, it's not hard. And, and, and again, I can't wait to get into why, what we th- see as why here. Um, but it's not hard. I think you and I sometimes would come down here and we into the pod room and we do our recap pods and we talk. And I think you would, and if you listen to this, you probably know, like, I think you and I would kind of look at each other and just go like, are there dudes on the field? Yeah. Like, are you seeing any real dudes on the field? And the NFL draft is the ultimate truth serum. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They're putting their money where their mouth is. Yes. They're putting like, a lot of money into this. It's not who they who they like or for what team they like or whatever. Like, they, they don't care. Can you play? Can you not play? Yeah. And that's how this goes. So, uh, okay. I wrote down a handful of reasons why. And then we'll get into maybe just kind of within that, we'll get into maybe how Coach Rule can maybe flip this. Yeah. I do think it's important to, to point out what's happened over the last 11 years. Because the number one thing I wrote down is a big part of this is the lack of coaching continuity. Yes. You've had three different head coaches over the course of this time frame that we're talking about. And there are, I don't even, if I had to sit down, there are too many coordinators to even count. Yeah. Defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators. So that that's reason number one. Yeah. I also think a part of the issue is player retention. Like keeping players on campus, keeping yeah. these four stars on campus, keeping these, keeping your recruits on campus and not having them transfer out, like that's going to impact your development when you're not keeping guys for their, yeah. you know, three, four, five years if they redshirt. A lo- another thing within that is changing systems with the latchet lack of, you go from four, three to three, four, back to four, three. You go from spread, you know, Sean Watson, Tim Beck under Bo Pelini to, Pro style under Mike Riley, then back to spread under Scott Frost. Like when you're changing that much, that makes it hard, right? Because yeah. if I'm running a pro style offense, my running back, my my receivers, my quarterback, everything changes maybe in who you're evaluating and who you're trying to go get versus a spread style. Um, but I, but those three things, I think, 
lack of con- coaching continuity, leading to changing a lot of different systems and leading to a lot of players transferring. I do think that's baked into a lot of this stuff. It, it's like before we even get to other things. Yeah, I think those are all right. Um, I keep going. I, I think well, that's all right. I, I'm with you on that. I, I want to see where you're going before I, I jump in. Well, so, I mean, let's get into what else it could be. You know, I mean, I think what's interesting is I, I get the sense from you it that you feel like it's a these guys like Nebraska's quote unquote four stars were not good for like you're almost put it, it feels like to me like you're putting it on the the players and not the oh the, so, I'm trying to get a sense so there, of where you're there, at with it I like, think th- there's there's a couple when I think of like you know you can relate this to the business world you can relate this to like the evaluation recruiting and re- retention of talent is mm-hmm. everything, right? And development, right? So if there's four parts to that, development and retention would be after you get them, you know, the uh, the the scouting and the recruiting of talent, right? right. That's, that's the first part. I think you got to look at all four of those areas and, and think our evaluation of talent can't be good. It can't, it can't have been good the last handful of years uh, and or maybe we just like couldn't get – like we just couldn't recruit him. So either our evaluation was off or our recruiting was off enough that uh, we had to like reach for guys that, that you know, weren't good enough. So that, but I think that's a flaw. Like if you are reaching for guys you're not sure of uh, or that meet your – you know, what you deem as your standards, like, you know, I don't know. That, that – I'm seeing a flaw there. Like, we're going after guys yeah. that just aren't the, the kind of guys we need to be going after. Yeah, because I think that's the important distinction to make there at the end of it. Because the beauty of this thing is, like, they're not getting into, of like, a four-star is a four-star to these numbers. Yeah. And a three-star is a three-star to these numbers. But that three-star and that four-star are still human beings, football players that have specific skill sets that are either going to fit and work at a place yeah. and aren't at other places. And that's where I think, yes, Nebraska got Johnny Football, not Manziel, so Billy Football, who is a three-star or a four-star by the metric, but a three-star, a four-star in a situation that maybe doesn't quite fit them for yeah. whatever reason, that four-star talent doesn't get maximized. So I, I, I do yeah. agree with you in that, like, there's front-end talent evaluation that I think has been lacking. Well, it's almost it, like I, I I see it like we get a four-star guy that like you know like that may come with some baggage or maybe but like their upside never seems to be that high. Right. You know, it's like they have like a three-star ceiling, but they have like. I don't know, but it feels like we're like reaching for them or something. I don't know. It never feels like, man, if only that guy could just put it all together, he'd right, be the biggest monster. See. Like, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing the athlete types that are like so outrageous. It's like, man, if you could just coach him up, right. he'd be great. Or ever, if you could just get him in line, he'd be great. Like, I don't really see that. I don't really see like that sort of talent even st- sniffing with our four stars. I, I, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it is interesting with some of these highly touted dudes. You know, take, was it like Noah Pola Gates, like a four-star guy? Like, yeah. I just don't feel like I ever saw, like, man, he may not know his keys on if there's trips and yeah, all like he did, like, but like, dude is, dude can run. He can, like, I just don't know if I... He flashes so- everywhere. It's like, uh, you know, especially the O&D lines and like, you know, I, I look at like, you know, DNs and... And D tackles and yeah, I just I just feel like I, I'm just not seeing the, you know the, hey we got this guy because he's raw but like if 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 he just if we keep him you know in the system it will turn out like I just not seeing that upside or something. Well, okay, how much of this is? Because I mean, this is I mean this is such a loaded topic, on has so many different things. How much of this is strength and conditioning? So that's the part that I'd be really curious about. Um, I don't feel like my gut doesn't tell me that like we've got the horses and we're not training them and we're not developing them physically and as football players like, okay, 
we're not winning, so maybe I'm I'm off on that. Maybe I could be, but it's not my gut reaction. Is not that like we just don't work hard here because I I hear these guys come from Alabama and TCU like God they work at Nebraska. Right. And I'm going. So I don't know. I don't know, Nick, if that's true or not. But my gut says. I think that it's less about true development, and I think we have a scouting and a recruiting problem. Or or a coaching problem, too? A little bit, maybe a little bit. I think that, that's fair to say because we were we couldn't win. I think the not winning led to the worst recruiting in a lot of ways, too. So I don't know. That's the part that I'm – I still don't feel like I can – I don't this know if so I'm totally to right. You, yeah, you know no, what I mean? Because me and you, I, I know we just did, we did five years of the Scott Frost era, and it was not obvious to us that this wasn't going to work year after year. Right. And it's still not obvious to me that we didn't work hard or that we were weak or that we didn't develop guys or something. I just felt like the guys we had, I'm like, they somewhat met their ceilings, but I never felt like their ceilings were like, the dudes in the first four rounds. But here's you know? what's hard about that is where this this is the 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 interesting thing about the whole concept of player development is it's a two way street. Like it's not all on at some point it's not all on the coaches. Yeah. And it's also not all on the player too. Like there's yeah, gotta yeah, be yeah. a combination yeah, of you, the two. Like, you can't tell me that like there I can't guys just that, like I'm thinking like Cam Taylor, Britt, Cam Jurgens have been our highest two draft picks, um, but like you almost didn't think they were like second rounders coming out of here or something, you know? Like right. So I don't know. I it, that's the part that's that's what's hard is like, do you blame them or do you blame the coaches? Like it could go. That's why I always say way. it's a combination of the it's, two. It, we, it is. That's we, probably a better. We, way I, to I say think it. that I, people want to always blame the coaches for something yeah. or blame the, like, or I, I think keeping all the blame on one or the other is, is a, yeah, it's is works not the together, right way to go. Right? That's, it goes, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because I can't just show up. I'm Nick by show up. I'm a corner. I can't just show up and say, okay, tra Travis Fisher develop me and not be like, it's mostly on you, it's all, I, but, but they help. But they help and they assist. That, you know yeah. what I mean? And you bring up, like, I would say, when you go over the past five years in particular, because that's what's freshest in our mind, most fresh, outside of Cam Taylor Britt and, but even Cam Taylor Britt had was a little up and down. Outside of yeah. Cam Jurgens, probably, who can you say absolutely unequivocally got better? Like you saw them get better. Um. I don't think Martinez. I think it was one of the things we talked about all the time with Martinez. Like, of our guys that have gotten drafted? No, just in general. I mean, I see like a guy like, you know, like a like a Nelson. Like Nelson got Nelson better. Got better. Uh, Tanner got better. Um, you know, I, I think guys. I thought Lamar Jackson improved that first year yeah, under Frost. Yeah, I think uh, Jackson got better. But far too often, to me, guys, they're not really taking those big steps either. No. I don't know that that's where it's so hard. Cause I just, I would love to see like our team go to practice with Ohio state every day. And like how much different is, would those guys feel compared to the Ohio state guys like at a practice every day? Right. Look, like, you know, we, we actually like, you know, we, we play a few of these teams tough, but like, I just don't know. I feel like they just have dudes everywhere. And the upside of the dudes is just so much different than what we're working with. And maybe I'm wrong because sometimes people say, oh, Nebraska looks the part. But they, I'm like, I'm like, do, do they do? I don't know that I've ever felt that way. And I think sometimes we all fall victim to, you know, getting wrapped up in our own. I call it the Husker bubble where or it's I mean, we do this all the time. There's like there's the chick in your 8 a.m. English class that <laughs> actually isn't that hot. But because, but in the in the context of the eight AM English class, you're like, dang, that girl in the Nick, second. Let row me tell you something. Hot. She is that hot. But you know, <laughs> but but I, what I'm saying is, I think us as Husker media fans, all that stuff, we get a warped sense, in my opinion, of how good these guys actually are. Yeah, we, where we 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 create like 
we 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 think they're better than they they really are probably. Yeah, like and, I mean, even like a guy like you know like. We get an Oshan, which for us, we were like, we've done it. Our pass rush is going to be amazing. We like extrapolate what we think they're going to be. And then like he was kind of a backup, had a couple sacks, was all right. Right. But like didn't change our season one iota, didn't really stand out that much. Nice kid. I'm happy for him. I'm just saying like we put too much out there, like making him thinking he's something. But like. I don't know, man. We did I it just, with Omar Manning as Omar my fault, Manning, too, yeah. to a certain extent. And, you know, I anointed him before he played it down. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the dudes that – I'm just trying to go over the course of the last handful of years. The guys that really flashed were like Wandale flashed a few times. Yes. Adrian flashed a few times. Yep. Um, I would say Trey Palmer obviously flashed. Yes. Uh Samari Torre, I mean, he got drafted and he's in the league. He, he was okay to me. He was good. crazy. No, he, he was, was he was a really good player. I yeah. thought he was like like he he's not an elite athlete. He was a really good football player. Right. I would I would put Westy in that category too of just like Westy. But I guess what I'm, as you go further back, you 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 don't have to talk yourself into like what did that guy like. It, it was so interesting when we were doing those Husker Classic recaps and you turn on like the O nine team. And it's like you don't gotta have to talk. You don't have to talk yourself yeah. into Eric Hag, Dejan Gomes, Levante David, Jared Crick, and, and I know yeah. David was in 09, But like you understand what I'm saying. Like even you go back to 2014, Randy Gregory. Like that dude, that night against Miami. Yeah. In whatever it was 2013, whatever. Like or might have been 14. Like they couldn't block that. Miami couldn't block that guy. Yeah. For four quarters, they couldn't block him. He was fighting everybody. It was great. He's fighting the whole chair. It was great, right? But, like, yeah. I guess what I'm, I'm getting at is, like, it's not when you see it, you see it. Yeah, like, we saw, like, Trey Palmer. And, and Trey Palmer, what do he go? Did he go yeah. six Which that's, I'm like, that surprises me a little bit. Maybe I'm. The critique of Palmer was that he route running and hands, which I think it's it's fair. He's got big boy speed, big boy confidence. But, like. I would say he, he he was not like the most complete receiver, and I think the problem is, is there's a lot of really fast guys in the NFL. Yeah, maybe where and, you just and they think he's not just going to run past guys. There's less of that in the NFL. So, um, yeah, but think about that. That's one. That's an interesting one. Like, I can't fault the guy for taking it to the NFL, but like another year might have done him good because he's got such talent. He seems like he was higher than that. Like, could have played him but I don't know it's also like could he have had a better year well I I'm potentially I don't know I mean like he he did that good last year and I thought maybe if he cleaned up his game he's like yeah I don't know I'm he just could like, be a second round guy I mean he he's that sort of talent that's so. what I, I see with him but um I I don't know it's it's hard because like it's I, so hard it's so hard because you're not down there and all, all, you know, all you see is the end result. It would be nice to see, be able to be like in the trenches down there and really see what it's like. Because I'm with you, like. But here, here's the problem: is Bo like everything you're saying? The recruiting rankings debunk all of that. Like yeah. I think you're saying, like I'm not seeing the dudes, and like at the end of the day, they're four stars. I'm just, I that's my that my my thought is though we are uniquely. We are uniquely bad at scouting fourth stars. And I think what I'm finally seeing from this article is that the evidence says that's right. See, that's so interesting because I would look at maybe the evidence says that something's happening when these four stars get to Nebraska that isn't like it's more on what happens when you get Nebraska. here. That's how I took. That's interesting that you, that that could that, be. It's that's one how of the I other. interpreted the article. Okay, so I because to I me that article it. like to me that article like I think the whole point is the big eleven year sample size of like you're telling me. So how many we said they had sixty? So you're telling me of like those sixty Nebraska that like the sixty five four star recruits. They were just they were like. That Nebraska got like 65 of the worst four-star recruits in the country. Like that, that's an interesting take to have. I want to, I want to lay them out. I want to like, if we, I wish I could pull them up. Well, I'm sure you could like, I mean, it'd be hard. You'd have to go class by class, but 
I mean, I, I think the point of this article, though, is just like you can you you can have a bad batch for a class or two, but over the course of sixty five four star recruits and eleven seasons, it makes me think there's something there was something wrong when they got there. And my point is, I think a lot of this, Bo, goes back to what we said at the start. I think a lot of this is lack of coaching continuity, changing systems, uh, players transferring. So so the, the changing of coaching, the changing of systems is stunting the growth and I, that's what of I the think. players? See, that could be. And so I'm not going to say that's not it. My gut says, though, I think the they're not the horses we think they are. Like okay. the, they get here and with great coaching and great continuity, they're still probably not going the league. That's my take. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're guys that it says four star, but they're like contributors at the college level. Which right. which I I I'm not saying they're all busts. I'm saying they may play and they may play decently. But they're not NFL guys. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the difference. I think maybe I should clarify that. Bus and people that like contribute on a college level, like that's succeeding to me. Like if you if you go play in yeah. college, doesn't matter if you're five star four. Like you play in college, good. What what we're looking at is NFL talent, which directly is, correlates to probably winning a lot. Yeah. Um, it's just so interesting. It's so we, interesting we're that- not we're not getting the the four stars that make it to the NFL. Like I, I just think there's got to be a, a, a probably you're right. Like some of it's coaching, some of it's players. I think it's I lean towards it's more the the horses aren't the the horses in the end. Like they're not the guys that are that are going to be NFL guys from day one. So what, what's what's so hard though? Like because what's hard is I don't think I disagree with you with the eye test of what I see from some of these so called four-star guys yeah but I also think we have a big enough sample size of recruiting rankings period not just looking at this 11-year period I'm going back 15 20 years like sure there you can give me isolated examples of well this guy was a two-star and look how good he was and this guy was a five-star and he stunk it overall recruiting rankings have shown to be pretty accurate. And when you yeah. look at NFL draft picks and you look at the teams that win in college football, there are a lot of five stars, a lot of top 10 classes, which my point is these recruiting rankings are overall pretty accurate. So I guess yeah. what I'm trying to figure out and unpack and what you're saying. So you're saying like the evaluations of these four-star guys, like somehow Nebraska just found 65 guys that were just misranked. Yeah, like we're getting the. Because I feel like that's a hard stance to take. Even though I don't disagree with you, the numbers by... tell me that we're not getting the elite four stars. Like, like we're getting the bottom of the barrel four star guys because um, of just the eye test to you. Of I just, think part of it's the eye test and part of it's like there's a reason why most of those guys aren't getting to the NFL because maybe they're two or three star guys, you know, like in reality, um, maybe they go to the right school. Uh, they were in the right situation because sometimes it's like, you know, a guy from middle of nowhere. uh you know, you name the state from a small school is yeah, really good over and you know, like, yeah. and then some guys, you know, average, but he plays for like, you know, yeah, all America Georgia. high yeah. in California. And it's like, he's going to get the higher ranking because he goes all America high, but maybe he's not even close. It's just like, there, there's some of that that I think is true. And I think we've, we've kind of, like the the well, you know, we were the one year was like the Calabrasco guys. Like our best guys were the like they couldn't come here and play or even like, you know, it was like that's the kind of stuff I go, like those guys aren't NFL guys. Like you know, and but those were our number one recruits. Like so, those just, are yeah, misses to I, me. Like in the sense of like we can call them four stars, but like in you know they didn't seem like four stars actually. Right. And that's easy to do in retrospect. Like, oh, I can tell he's not a four-star because he didn't succeed. But, like, I'm just saying, like, when you see body types and talent, like, in that first year or two, you usually have an idea of, like, they need time, but there's a ceiling that's either higher or it's, or it's like, they're at it. 
And I don't see a ton of the high ceiling guys. That's a, it's, it's it's interesting because like I don't. That's such an interesting take to have because I don't on the surface everything you said I don't disagree with all of it, but like at some point the numbers and the evidence against what you just said is insurmountable. The evidence should exactly like so you but just in total. But what like, you're saying okay. is that recruiting rankings are historically pretty. Accurate. Yes. Okay. And like so you can that's, give me for every yes. Keyshawn Johnson Jr. that was a four star that isn't like yeah you we could play the anecdotal tit for tat game all we want but in totality for the most that's part inter- yeah I think I, that, so that's so, a good so argument. I think it's the so argument- interesting that you're like it's because I don't think you're absolving Nebraska of blame. Nebraska has a part of it, but, but if, I'm saying part of what their problem is. Is there a bad picker? It's like it's like if you're dating, it's like that guy always picks the the hot girl right, who's that, got a bad yeah, like got major baggage. She's got and, major yeah. major problems. Like you know, like that's the stars. Like the star part of it is more like right. that's the hot part, but they're like the qualities underneath aren't there. Or you know, it's like so part of it's physical, but part of it's like do they have the football qualities of being the, really good? And like I don't know. I think we we're missing with our high ones. And we're average with our three stars. Because so well, you know what I wonder it is. What I wonder too is everybody talks about the 500 mile radius and the lack of elite talent in that 500 mile radius. Yeah. A part of this could also be anytime Nebraska out of those. I'd love to also. I mean, it's we should have looked this up, but like I'd love to see out of those 65 four stars, the average distance traveled to come to school in Lincoln. I could venture to guess is probably greater than any other school in that pool. That would be a great stat to know. Cause I think we're pulling guys from Georgia and Florida and, and California. And let's be real. The people that are closest to you, you get to know better. You get to see them more. Yeah. Like you get, I mean, you can watch and film, but like when you get to go watch somebody live, it makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? You get to see them move in a way that, like, the film, right? You can't see in the film sometimes. Or a cut up, a cut up of yeah, what they, yeah. And and I I wonder how big of a deal it is. Like, we're reaching for guys at, you know, with high stars from Florida, California. You know, like right. we're reaching for these some of these guys that one I don't know that they're as good as their star ranking is, and two how much they actually want to be there. I guess that's, that was the thing I was getting at with like the distance of coming to Lincoln is a, a part of flourishing on the field is being comfortable off the field. Yeah. And if you're not, com- if you're filling the blank wide receiver from Florida, you're from Miami and or Orlando or whatever, you're from Atlanta and you're not comfortable in Lincoln, Nebraska, well, then it's it's going to be hard for you to maybe maximize on the field yeah. in Lincoln. Now, the hard part with that is Nebraska was pulling guys from Florida and, and California and all these different places in the 90s, and they were coming here and, and balling out. Tommy Frazier, yeah. they were, you know, like, hey. so, so it's not like it's an impossibility to bring a guy from Florida and have them flourish here, but I think that's maybe a part of this too. It is, like, that, and that's my, my whole thing is, like, I think talent evaluation is an, it's like an art form. Yeah. It, it's a skill that like some people are better at than others. Right. Um, recruiting is a skill that some people are better at than others. So development when you're here, retention, when you're here, that's a big part of it. Um, winning attracts yeah. makes all that stuff easier. It attracts better players to evaluate and recruit, right? Right. Yada, yada, yada. And then there's more competition. Everybody gets better. Yada, yada, yada. Those things all are, so there's so many facets to it, but like, I think where we probably disagree is I have a hunch towards evaluation and recruiting. And I think what you're saying is the evidence may point more towards like, there's a problem when they get here. Yeah. I, I don't want to, because again, it's, again it's we talk clear. about it's always a combination of the two. I don't. There's a part of like you don't want to just look at numbers and use that as gospel and just put the blinders on and blindly follow and believe that. Yeah. So I think you have to have a healthy dose of not skeptic, skeptic, like skepticism with it, but like you have yeah, to that's have right. that's right. 
you be skeptical of your own like closely held opinion. Like so, yeah, for like, me, I'm using that that percentage that goes right to my my own like yes. gut, which is maybe wrong. Like I'm using it towards the gut, but what you're saying, this is why it's good to hear it. Is you're saying. No, that should actually point towards we have a problem when they get here. Yes. And but I that's still good. Think, that's good for me to, to and, sort of. But, but here's the thing is it's a problem. No matter what, it's a problem here because it's those people that are evaluating and bringing those people here. So True. any way you want to cut out the and, and delve out the blame pie, the blame pie is all going to one place. Yeah. It's going to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's going to you have to go. You do have to go coaches more than players because the coaches have to get the players there. Yeah. So, it, but but tough. I also I always want to bring it up that like for some reason we want to absolve players of all culpability when it comes to player development. Like if a guy doesn't comes here and he doesn't develop, it's like it's never their fault. And you and I know being in the locker room, like some dudes just don't want it, man. And some dudes just are are they don't. pusses and they don't work hard and they're idiots. Like I'm sure you saw a bunch of those kinds of guys. I know I did guys yeah. that like are, are the really talented dudes that just like, they don't, I mean, the reason that guy didn't work wasn't because of Bill Self or Dana Altman or Greg McDermott or whatever. It's because those guys were not the right dude. So yeah. it's, it's a bunch of different things with it. Um, but yeah, I, well, and here, but see, this was another thing that kind of like, that I'm still a little confused on, right? Cause like I'm looking around the big 10 the NFL draft, uh, you know, yes, CJ Stroud, Ohio State. Then we have Witherspoon from Illinois goes five, right? Like you didn't even know who he was two years ago. Um, we got we got two guys. We got the Northwestern tackles, you know, Skaronsky. We got Luke Van Ness as a backup defensive end at Iowa goes thirteen. Uh, Jack Campbell goes eighteen for Iowa. We've got a Maryland corner. Uh, Deontay Banks that goes 24. You know, like Maryland a couple years ago was like, yeah. you know, like we're not like there's something going on. Michigan had a couple, uh, you know, and like everybody's putting guys in the NFL from the Big Ten seemingly but us in the first couple rounds. Right. So I'm just, I, I don't know. It seems like it's weird. It's It's a hard... There is no easy answer to this. No, it feels like deep and like hurts. And, like, come and, on. You know, I mean, the the cop out of this, like it's always a combination of things. Yes. Yeah. It, it there's no doubt. I mean, the, there also is like Northwestern's had great continuity. Iowa's had great continuity. Wisconsin, up until now, which will be fascinating now that they brought in a new yeah. head coach, they're seemingly kind of like there's a like this feels a little oh three oh four ish. What Nebraska did, yeah. it feels like that's going on in Madison right now. So it'll be interesting, but like there's been great continuity in a lot of these places too, yeah. which helps. Um, but I mean, Northwestern lost a lot of games, <laughs> you know, right in the last couple of years. I mean, I guess they won they won also during COVID, but. Um, you know, like putting anybody in the first round, I'm just like, God, like we just aren't doing that, you know? Right. And it, it is, it's, it's hard. I'm not sure, you know, we've been talking here for a while and I'm not sure we've solved anything, but, well, that, but I think that's the nature. I think this conversation is, is very emblematic and symbolic or whatever it is of just like how complicated. I actually like, have learned something. Cause like the way I'm looking at it, the way you were looking at it, we're very different. But like I think if you if you understand that there's two potentials, it you learn where yeah. like okay then the like we can watch now we can watch now okay next guys that come in, is that next four star really? does he really look like he's an NFL body does he really like that yeah. four star guy or the do you just see the raw yes tools and pieces there, that's what I'm saying like if you're a four star to me you should be NFL potential right. And, or you should have the NFL tools. Yeah, I would think so. Like you should have a chance. I mean, five star, absolutely, but four star, yeah. And that's where it's like, I think we need to. We'll start paying more close attention to that because this was enlightening to me. This was like, okay, this was a big, a big deal. I mean, we're average with our three stars, but we are bad, bad with, with our four fours. stars. And, and again. 
you can poo-poo the NFL draft, and it's cor- but there's clearly a correlation between. There's clearly, undeniably, two correlating things that lead to success in football. Top ten to fifteen recruiting classes leading to college football playoff ex- uh, yeah. appearances, undeniable at this point. Yep. Or just national championships. Period. Yep. And NFL draft picks and winning good college football programs. Yeah. Like those are undeniable correlating connecting things. Yeah. Period. And so it's intru- it's just this is I urge everybody if you're a subscriber to the athletic you should you should go read it. If you don't subscribe, you should subscribe. It, the three star U is is what they they have on a ton of different they have data of all this stuff, not just yeah. Nebraska for everybody. Um Okay, real quick, before I, I have a few leftover time, is there anything else with this story you... Uh, I just, I guess I want to touch on Matt Rule and his recruiting. Good, okay, yeah, yeah. So I wrote that down and I forgot to get to it. Like, okay, so now, like, dot, 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 now what? Okay, so this is where Matt Rule, um, I, you know, I've been very supportive of every single thing I've seen Matt Rule do in the yeah. first year. He's done everything right. Um, so I'm trying to be very open-minded that he, you know has some different ideas and different strategies uh, that could maybe, you know, go away from this, right? So one of the things I think that he has done is he's kind of, if he doesn't, if he has a choice between like not an obvious guy, I feel like he goes for the fastest guy he can find, right? Like these are things that um, are strategies to use at Nebraska right now that are a little different than maybe we've ever done. Like he's taken a bunch of these track dudes mm-hmm. and seem, and now they're, t- they're tapping into the Texas pipeline uh, and trying to establish that. Like that is really the strategy that I'm seeing from him that I like. I mean, they're still going around the country as usual. They're trying to do the 500 mile radius. And those are challenges that like, I don't know how he's going to do. Can he get a Riello? Can he get a, a, a big time tackle? Like the, you know, yep. I think they're looking at this number one tackle in the country guy, right? So these are like big swings they're taking, which are, you know, would be huge, obviously. But like I do I, I'm I'll be interested to see if Rule keeps up with the like, you know, maybe our three star guys or our low fours are these guys that are really athletic but have you know, they're either track guys or they're... That's what you're saying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're a little bit He's, more fringy. You know, the, the fringy guys have higher upsides versus, like, they're just, like, glamorous for... Like, I don't know. Maybe that's... I don't know how to phrase it, but, like, it seems like he has a little bit different kind of guys he's been going for. I think he feels like... And this isn't necessarily a totally original thought or school of thought, but I think he feels like... Okay. You can't teach four three speed. You can't teach four four speed or ten two hundred or whatever it is, right? But I can teach football. I can teach you how to read your keys and take on a block or whatever. Yeah. And so his thing is, I'm gonna go out and seek out the things athletically that are just like you can't teach someone that's that explosive or whatever and but I can teach them football. So even if their football ability is is really low, he he has enough confidence in himself and the staff that he's put together that they're going to be able to raise that up and if you raise that up and they have all the other stuff, now you got something. Yeah, I I think they're recruiting more for speed than we had in the past. Like I think we were a fair like our offensive linemen were pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um Defensive linemen were, I mean, for a while there, you know, we had Stilly and Snacks and, you know, Casey Rogers and Jordan. Like, those are big guys, right? Those yeah. are big enough guys. Um, but I think they're, we may, might be looking a little bit smaller right now on defense, uh, but more speed at the skill positions, receivers, corner. Like, it seems like they're recruiting more for speed there. Now, O line, running backs, quarterbacks. We'll be interested to see what they. I don't really know what we've yeah. got there. They haven't really gotten those positions yet, but um, I think he's recruiting more for speed than we have, like specifically, like more than just like football player. They're looking for speed at you know those outside spots, which I understand. But you're also 
you know, it's always the fine line of speed guy versus football guy. It's great. You know, like you said, I can teach football, but you can only, you know, some There's guys. only so much. You can only make a guy guys, so much faster yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and some guys can't really learn the football. I play with track guys that, like, they couldn't play football. Yeah, yeah. As much as they wanted right. to run the 100, they couldn't cut. They couldn't start, stop, change direction. Right. Get Take out, a know. hit, absorb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, they didn't know how to, you know, intuit. They weren't intuitive with the game, right? So, that's that's the fine line when you take these speed right. guys. Right. I still so. think it's really important. A for continuity. You got to try to w- find a way to obviously rule to stay around, which I have no reason to believe that that's not going to happen. You got to keep Satterfield around. You got to keep Tony White around. You need to keep those three guys intact for an extended period of time. Yeah. I think that is important. I also think strength and conditioning does matter. Like it it does make a difference to have a great. Situation in in the weight room with getting guys bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, it just yeah. does. Um, and I think and, a new strength coach. The, just the few things I've seen of him, it's like it's more. It seems like a pretty modern yeah. approach. A little less like old school clanging weights, and a little bit more like it's all springy. Seems like it. I mean, it's, it's more it's, like springy, twitchy stuff. Right. You know. So maybe right. that maybe that will help. Right. Right. We'll, we'll look a little bit faster. A little I bit. do just feel like Matt Rule from what you just the. Just how you absorb him, how you listen to him, what he says, how he's built. He's a guy, like those true CEO guys have a big picture plan. Yeah. So I I trust that I think he's as as equipped or more equipped than any coach that has come here to be able to put forth a, a plan in place recruiting what they want how they're going to go get it, who they, they're going to evaluate, how they're evaluating them, then getting them here and, and maximizing them as well. So, like, I do I, – I feel confident in his ability. What I've seen so far, his recruiting prowess and, like, the structure that they're using to recruit and go out seems to be uh, pretty good. Like, it's, right. like a pretty, it's a pretty impressive, I guess, what I've seen. It seems like there's a lot of interest uh, – from people just because like they're doing such a good job at it, right. which is that's, that's what good recruiting is. And right? it's going to be hard. Now, the, one of the things you and I've talked about, can you be a developmental program and can this kind of development in general happen in the transfer portal world where guys, do, how many guys want to develop? A lot of guys don't even want to, they just want to go play. Yeah. And so I just think it's going to be you know, continuity, player retention of the utmost importance for yeah. the next four five, six years to see these numbers flip, but it fascinating to, I mean, cause this is the, like, this is it. I'll you know? tell you what, this is like, this goes up there with, uh, with Dirk's, with Dirk's, uh, turnover, turnover story. Yeah. It, it, that was a great article by Mitch and it, no know, question got me thinking for sure. So, okay. I have a couple of leftover topics. I want to get to you before we get out of here, but I will first want to talk about real quick, something that your wife is involved in. Oh yeah. We got to help people out. Fellas, Mother's Day is so again. It's it's uh it's May fourth right now. So Mother's Day is in it, it's next Sunday. So it's in ten days, pretty it's much. It's on your birthday. It's on my birthday, May fourteenth, baby. Fourteenth. So yep. it's just around the corner. If you're looking for and this is for a lot of Lincoln folk to be able to do this for year. guys. For we need, guys, we need to figure out like you know like what do you get somebody on yeah. Mother's Day? So if you don't have any ideas, Mother's Day. This is what you need to do. So there's a Mother's Day shop event at Campbell's Nursery. Another, we, we, the Campbell family. We are, grew up we out grew of up, that nursery. Okay. We grew up at that nursery. Yes, we did. There, it's at 56 in Pine Lake in Lincoln. It's going to be, uh, is it, is it, it's, it's this weekend. This weekend. This weekend. Okay, yeah. so this weekend. For Mother's Day the following weekend. Got it. So, so get it's your gifts from 9 weekend. to 5 on Saturday and 10 to 5 on Sunday. Campbell's Nursery, 56 in Pine Lake. They got a bunch of stuff. Gift baskets, plants, candles, uh, gardening tools, gift cards. Everything's going to be available in there. And it's for a good cause, okay? 15% of the proceeds will benefit local Casa. Is that how you pronounce it? Casa, Casa yep. Lancaster County. Uh, and the Lincoln alumni chapter of Kappa Alpha Theta. So these Theta girls, you got to love them. But yep. CASA is, uh, is a really cool uh, not-for-profit. It's a local not-for-profit. It's a court-appointed special advocates. That's what the CASA stands for. Local not-for-profit organization that provides a voice for abused and neglected children in the court system so they can thrive in safe, permanent homes. So you could get a great Mother's Day gift, and 50% of the proceeds are going to go to a really good cause. That's another... 
little thing to tell you, wife, and you get, you know what you're gonna, you're gonna get the. Oh, you're a good, you're a good guy if you go do this. So just remember, you get your gift. You're also a good guy for the charity. There'll be uh, some of the like people there to help you if you're kind of if you need some help on what to get. I'm looking a, for a candle. Is give, there a buffalo? You got a buffalo wing <laughs> candle in here? Give me plant, and they will give you the plant. I want plant <laughs> for woman. Mother Day gift. I take plant back to cave. Give to <laughs> give to woman. This woman a mother. Okay, what are statuaries? Let's go ask Chat GPT. Give me a Chat GPT. Do you like how I skipped over that? What what are those? Statues. statues? Like the Heisman Trophy statue? There'll be Heisman Trophy statues <laughs> at Campbell's Nursery. You guys are like, I'm I'm there. <laughs> See you Sunday. Oh, so there you go. That, guys, you want a good Mother's Day idea. It's a great, it's a great Mother's Day idea. It's Campbell's Nursery, uh, 56 and Pine Lake. Go check it out. Couple quick leftover topics, so we'll get you out of here. Yep. Uh, just a few thoughts I had. You know, some Casey Thompson residue in my brain. In some ways, it's like when someone shows you that they have done something before, it probably shouldn't be too surprising that they do it again. And not that you're like, once a cheater, always a cheater. <laughs> or once a transferer, always a I'm not saying that. But Casey Thompson was at Texas. There was a coaching change. He felt like he wasn't going to be the quarterback and guaranteed that spot. So he left and came to Nebraska where he was going to get the spot. He was guaranteed the spot for all intents and purposes. This is the exact, in some ways, this is the very similar situation. Coaching change, yeah. new offense, new head coach, new system, new quarterback coming in for said system, picked by this new coach. Like, we've seen this before, and so I'm not saying I was shocked, but we really shouldn't be shocked from just the fact that he's done it before. My, my issue with him was more like, well, why not at you know why now? That's and what, that know. was my and we talked that. we talked about that what last changed? pod. But like, it either must have been way clear after Sims's performance in the spring game in spring. But like to me, I thought like you know don't you transfer? I would think immediately. Be, I, I I would think you either want to be really early in the portal or maybe it's good to be really late in the portal because you're you know. Kelly Kapowski just walked in at last call and she's like, I broke up with Zach Morris and you're going to be, everybody wants Kelly Kapowski. That's Casey Thompson right now in yeah. the portal. Like there's also an element of like things that have that changed around him. All of a sudden Auburn came out of the spring and didn't like their quarterback situation. They're, oh, they're yeah. sniffing around Casey Thompson. Same thing with Florida, Houston, like these different schools. So sometimes it's, it's what changed. Well, maybe what changed were the, the, opportunity. the opportunities out there. That's a good thought, Nick. That's so, a good thought. I didn't think of it like that. In maybe this, nothing fully changed at Nebraska. It was all of a sudden Kapowski came in. Kapowski does that Casey to a Thompson. man. Kapowski does that to a man. Stacy Carosi. <laughs> Stacy Car He went to Malibu Sands and met Stacy Carosi. <laughs> okay, because okay? let's think about this. In this era, the difference between this era and others is like he could see like like an issue where, you know, certain quarterbacks, like even like Wisconsin, like didn't they say like they're a transfer quarterback? They they threw a bunch of picks yeah. and they've been kind of like in this era, you could sort of like promote yourself to a school and be like, Hey, I would be willing to come, you know, like, yeah, that's the unique thing is like, yeah, you see an opportunity and that can change your mind more than it used to be. Like you only left if you're like, Hey, like this isn't working here. And now it's like, well, this is fine. I can compete for this job still. Right. But maybe I would like to be with that school under that thing. Cause now I see my opportunity and that changes your mind. It's right. kind of a different, it's a different, different thing. way to look at it. So it's it's I don't know the further the further we get removed from the news, the more I understand it. I think. Yeah. Um. But with that said, the other thing I was I was thinking about, I I wonder, and I hope this isn't the case, but I certainly can understand this. Now I hate having your prevailing school of thought be being afraid of injuries, but you wonder does Casey leaving along with Logan Smothers and Richard Torres. I wonder how how that will be for Satterfield and Rule and their desire to run Jeff Sims. Because all of a sudden now, they're one injury away 
from a very interesting quarterback situation. And so it's easy to talk. Like, during the spring, they were making Jeff Sims live and scrimmages and all that stuff. You wonder in the fall if they're going to be like, oh. I just wonder if, like, they clearly want to have that QB run game. But I wonder how much you want to run your quarterback when you know what's behind them maybe isn't yeah, great right now. If you got it is like you can run Sims when you got Casey behind him. So it's like yeah, that's interesting. I, I think uh I mean I hope Rule will just be Do what you do. You do know? what you do, man. Like you can't be scared. And I, like we're like one of our prevailing thoughts about spring was like we're not good enough to be scared about that stuff. Right. Yet. Jeff like, Sims let's, is, let's 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 be good, and then we'll green shirt Jeff Sims. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Let's, let's not make let's not make Je- and let's not make Jeff Sims to be. Yes, he might be the best of this situation, but let's also not act like Jeff Sims is the greatest quarterback in the world. We don't know that. Okay. No, I mean, I mean that's why we were fine because we thought like Casey's probably Casey might be better. So right. this is like the first time where Sims is now like QB one for sure, and so like okay now like maybe then now the gaps bigger between him and two. You have to like. Be yeah, you have to be a little bit more careful, but I like just wonder, I just we don't need we don't need to just like go in the tank now because like they if they wanted Casey to stay bad enough, they could have. I gotta think that they would have helped him stay. If if you want to run the football and running the or if you want to run the quarterback and running the quarterback is a huge part of your offensive plan and it's what Jeff Sims does well. You have to do that. You gotta run. You just gotta do it. Yeah. Um. I was thinking about like what would be maybe a a tough look for rule is this scenario is entirely possible. If Casey goes to uh, let's say it's Auburn, he goes to Auburn and balls out. Yeah. And Jeff Sims struggles a little bit and Nebraska struggles. It's like, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, as I'm saying this, I think you could bet rule if he were here. Be like, well, guys, I mean, it's I, hard. I wanted Casey to stay. It's not like I forced him to leave. No, I, but that it's also like you know, Joe Burrow wanted to come here. Right. Yeah. Good point. And but like, go, we really liked Adrian, and it was a little bit understandable. But when you look back, when you look back, it was not understandable. Right. But that's the hard part. Is like. This is what these guys get paid to do. Right. You get paid to make who do we who do we think's better? And if it's not obvious to them, and sometimes it's not, you know, it's like who would have predicted Joe was going to go on and win the Heisman and, and first pick and go to the Super Bowl and all yeah, ball like, out for in the NFL like, you know, that that's it, it's easy to say in retrospect, it's not as easy to say. I mean, Ohio State couldn't see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They right. couldn't. Right. And uh so, so it's not as easy as as it seems, but that's what they get paid to do. They right. get paid to you got to know, especially when you're picking quarterbacks. You got to know. It just to be. I don't. I mean, I don't think you 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 know, just crucify Matt Rule for this if what I said unfolds. But I'm saying it'd be it, man if Casey's out there. If you're watching Casey in the in the SEC or something like that, just light it up, and then It'll, Sims is on the struggle bus and Nebraska's doesn't go to, goes yeah. five and seven. You'd be like, ugh. If you know? if Casey goes to a a Big Ten rival or B in the SEC, um, and does real at an important school in the SEC and does well, that that will look bad and real. If he goes to, hey, he went to you know Arizona State and did and won eight games. Who cares? Right. But if he it, goes somewhere in the Big Ten, I know that's if he goes a, to Northwestern yeah. and then beats us, dang, you know, like. Like if you're Northwestern, I don't, don't know why you wouldn't go all. I mean, I, depends on. Does what, Casey want to go Northwestern? That's why I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he know. wants to go somewhere. Where it's like, hey, I got NFL receivers here, or right. I got an NFL O line. You right. name it, right? He he might he might have a plan in place. He's a smart guy. He understands what's out there. Right. Last thing, we'll run. I just wanted to get your quick thought on this. It looked like I was reading some stuff that. Uh, Nebraska is moving some in their practice fields. They're moving some turf out, and they're going to put some natural grass. Like, obviously, you're going to have the indoor facility that's got, and obviously Memorial Stadium's got the turf. Yeah. But Rule wants to have some practice strip of grass. I think he wants to practice on grass. I think I think he feels like it's safer. 
Where I don't know if you. So I, I heard that and I was a little confused because I'm thinking of the old Hawks Center where there is grass outside. Are they talking about the new? I think they're talking about the new area. The new area was going to be turf, and he's saying do he's, some grass. Yes, oh, grass fine. I, mean, I didn't know if you had some bit. If I was, no. I always liked turf. I mean, we played at turf at Seacrest and all that stuff. Like turf is just a little bit like uh, faster. I just feel yeah. I feel like I got game on turf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. In high school, we played at uh, Creighton Prep once. Oh, that was your That's game. That's where I dislocated my shoulder. And that was like the old school, like, oh, no asphalt. Asphalt like- AstroTurf. But you played, you could play fast on that. Right. Really fast. Right. But I, I, it's, I just didn't know if you had any big. Not like the leg braces. Like, no huge opinions on okay, that. Okay, I didn't know if you had no. like, oh, thank God, I hate turf. I love grass or vice versa. The new turf's I, great. So I, I don't, I didn't mind it. Okay. Well, there you go. Hour and five minutes, baby. I don't know what... I mean, there's a chance that people listen to the first 40 minutes of us talking about this, and it's like Billy Madison. The guy, like, <laughs> what you just said made absolutely no sense. What? You I didn't thought it even made co- tons of sense. I thought it did, too, but I don't know. I mean, I think we're... Like, it's more of a... It's a conversation that, like, there's no, like, clear answer. It's one of those conversations. But there's something there. There's something there, Nick. It's it's never good when the conversation you you talk for forty minutes and you end by going well uh, yeah man I mean I don't know I think what's good though where's the good we end we ended on like seeing it almost polar opposite well I think, I think great. one of the things you and I try to do is we're not like we have opinions and we have times that we think we're right but I also don't want to come on here and like you know act like I have the the silver bullet answer, no. no lock stop exactly what this, I don't know. We don't know. And that's the good, that's the right. part that's hard. Like if we knew, well, you'd think Nebraska would know, but like, we got to stop doing that. <laughs> you know, like, maybe we should, uh, I heard this podcast, they know, and uh, we should well, stop yeah. doing that again. You I know? was listening to this podcast and they, this is what the answer is, you know, but there, there's I, no clear answer, but like we're trying to break it down. That's, that's all point. we're trying to do. That is all we're trying to do. Okay. My friend, uh, We'll do. You want to do this again? Yeah, let's go get some of those statuettes or whatever. Let's, let's go get a Heisman <laughs> Trophy for Mother's Day. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs>